Okay. This is random. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> this is the random. Fri- Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to episode 92 of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. Oh, were you talking to me or our audience? Oh, no, I was looking at Brandon Fraser. I'm on. Yeah. Technically, it's Brendan Fraser. Trust me, I know I've been mistaken as a, a Brendan a lot in my life. And people say I look like him in that one movie where he got blown up. So, and actually, that movie came out right around 9 11, so they never even theatrically released it. It was kind of sad. How are you? Looking very good lately. Isn't I don't know how he's doing. <laughs> Nobody does. Not no. even Brendan Fraser knows how he's doing. I mean, I feel like if I knew the answer to this question, it would be obvious, but I was going to say, does he have a Twitter? Cause obviously he would be following us at random fandom WBB, but if he has a Twitter, we should probably reach out to him and just like check in with him. Especially, I don't mean to sound like all like, you know, sappy and stuff like this, but especially this time of year. Yeah. You know, I love saying like anything and then adding this time of year, especially this time of year. Like it's a great time to do a podcast. Yeah. This you time know, of year. Another one of those fun things to do, those fun kind of just random answers, is if anybody ever asks you, like, how old somebody is. This year. The answer is is always old enough. <laughs> That's mildly creepy, but given your background, checks out. I don't have a child yet, um, but I can't wait when people are like, I have a two-year-old. say that about your own kid. Hey, if they take it the wrong way, they take it the wrong way. That's not my fault. Poor little future, Jules. Yeah. It's turkey time. It's podcast time. What do we got for our 92nd edition, Brandon? 92nd? Oh, I thought you were saying second as in like... Yeah, we're literally doing a 92nd <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and it happens to be the 92nd uh, edition of it. So... I was like, dude... Uh, quick, quick, we've only got 84 seconds. Speed uh, to cruise so- control. So we are going to talk a little bit about games. We actually have most, most of our topics today are going to be about games, including our topic of the week, which will focus on a little bit of a uh, topic of the episode, topic of the episode, which will be a Gears Tactics spoiler free review. Yeah. It won't be uh, too in depth because we both are not completely finished with it, but yeah, we're both playing it right now and, and enjoying it. So we will talk about that. It's we- old enough to have opinions on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then not too much else. We have a little bit of uh, movie news that we'll get into, and, and that's yeah. kind of it. So games yeah, and just and along the way, we share some things that we've been uh, ingesting, you know, through our eyes, virtually, rectally, any way we can get our content. Right. And then, yeah. you know, who knows when we'll record next, but, uh, you know, I think we're both... The shadow knows. Partway through DeLorean, right? And so... Oh, when, Mandalorian, yeah, 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 We're uh, Whenever that season's done, I think we should do a, a review of, on that. But I, I, I'm only, a, so far, only a couple episodes in. By the way, I need your, your Disney Plus password again. By the way, it actually expires tomorrow, and I'm not sure if the six remaining episodes of The Mandalorian are worth repping for a whole nother year. I need to know the schedule. We'll discuss. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it's, getting, it's getting down to the wire. I'm not sure if I'm going to be happy with uh, 
you not allowing me to see Mandalorian and, on your and, and I, I respect that, but let me just ask you, what, what password of yours do you share with me? Name me one. Go ahead. Uh, my SoundCloud? No, you don't. I, oh, <laughs> well, it's art. Well, okay. Yeah, that, that's a political answer you just did there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been playing for the SoundCloud for a long time now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh, games. So let's play some. Oh, no, we, we, oh. we're not going to do that yet because Brandon, of course, as is our tradition, you forgetful friend, we have to thank the people that are making this episode uh, possible. And if you wouldn't mind, would you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, we've got a clip today to play from a new children's book. So there's a new children's book that came out called Do You See Gary Busey? And it also comes with a free download of an audiobook. And we've got a clip of that. This was actually written by Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son, also from Starship Troopers um, and other movies like Starship Troopers. And he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's known to uh, have uh, ties to Brendan Fraser. Anyways, this is his homage and probably like call for help, uh, call to help for his dad. It's called Do You See Gary Busey? And we'd like for you to give it a listen. Hey, kids, let's have some fun. Let's read a new book together called Do You See Gary Busey? Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Do you see Gary Busey? Where is he? I cannot see. Is he under a rock or behind a tree? Is he captaining a large ship at sea? Where, oh where, is Gary Busey? Do you see Gary Busey? He was in jail, but he got free. On the run from the NYPD. He'll go to his dealer, I guarantee. Where, oh where, is Gary Busey? Do you see Gary Busey? I can hear him screaming like a banshee. Naked in public, probably taking a pee. High on cocaine and LSD. Where, oh where, is Gary Busey? Well, thank you very much, Jake Busey, for entrusting us with that audio clip from your new book, Do You See Gary Busey? Now it's time we start with the full agenda. We're going to go into our topic of the episode. I've got to get topic, how about we say topic of this week? That way it's not like Ooh. implying that it's weekly because we used to kind of be weekly, but we can say topic of this week. Okay. We are going to, I'm going to say kick into, because I know you love it when I say that. We're going to kick into the topic of this week, our Gears Tactics spoiler-free review. Gears Tactics. This game was a 2020 release. It came out actually late April earlier this year, but exclusively at the time to PC. We didn't talk about it then because neither, neither of us really game on PCs. Yeah. Um, not that this is like a gamer's game. It's a tactical game. So, you know, you could have like pretty low specs and probably still run this pretty nicely. But I'll have to say it finally just, I think this past week or the week previous, uh, released itself for the console on Games Pass, which we both have and being its, you know, sole 
property of Microsoft. Boom, right there, no questions asked. I like this game. Uh, if anyone has heard me talk Gears before, you know I'm an unabashed Gears fan. It is probably my favorite franchise. Like sometimes when a Resident Evil game comes out, I'm like, oh, now Resident Evil is my favorite franchise. And then a Gears game comes out, I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's Gears. They're one, two in my heart. Uh, and I'm now, like, imagine, imagine if Gears had a zombie game. Oh, I would be totally for it. And you know what's funny is like zombies is just like almost by like a default thing you do, like to spice up your game or your franchise. But it's worked wonders for Call of Duty. It even worked in the Red Dead world. Yep. So why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, oh, it'd be cool to, you know, chainsaw some zombies. Um, I really, I'm about done with this game. And, you know, a tactical game like this, as expansive as it is and as many options as it offers, demands probably a second playthrough to, you know, try, you know, a different skill tree or to try some different... Um, soldier types classes or maybe just a, a a different way of doing it but upon initial re, uh playthrough i'm like 85 percent done i really like this game you know and people could just be like ah it's basic and i get that some of the reviews are kind of lukewarm on it i think it's a very fine addition to the gears franchise it's not trying to be an entry as far as part of like the the actual canon or the chronology of it but it's like a nice complimentary game to the gears franchise yeah, you have to like a tactics game. You know, the, yes. the, the, the reason, I mean, tactics games are always going to get a handful of people who are like, this is not Gears of War or whatever, right? Or this sure. is not Halo or, you know, all the other Gears or um, all the other tactics type games that came out. You're just going to have people who are somehow expecting something closer to the original. And you're not. You're going to get a top-down, what do they call it, isometric view and, it, you're yep. turn-based and it's it, they're all kind of the same just done with different skins and 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 some little changes here and there but out of all of the tactics games that i have played i think this is my favorite yeah um my favorite will always be probably because it was you know like very early on in um i think the playstation era Final Fantasy Tactics. It's one of my favorite games of all times. It, to me, is the mecca and the blueprint for tactical games. I know in, you know, recent, few recent last years, there's XCOM and XCOM 2, and a lot of people swear up and down by that game. I could never quite get into them. For me, this is the best tactical game I've played since Final Fantasy Tactics. And it's cool because, like you said, you, there's only so much you can do. It's very much turn-based. It's very much percentages, hits and misses, um, you know, and risks and calculations. And yet I feel like that is still all fresh feeling with a Gears of War coat of paint on it. And right. you know what? People will, will, you know, I think you can get like a little mist. It's got a pretty solid story. And I like that you're not playing out the story in real time. The story is kind of like the break in between the action or between the mission. There's not a whole lot of variance, but they do what they can between, you know, like, oh, this map is a, a checkpoint map or a supply capture map, or you got to keep moving because, oh, like, bombs are dropping. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it does that enough variation to the point where just about when you could be like, okay, this is getting boring or annoying, something else kind of comes along to spice it up. The side missions are nice. I mean, this is a really just fun, pleasant little distraction piece game leading to my next big story, which 
story game, which I assume, hopefully, we'll see, is going to be Cyberpunk 2077. Right. How about for you? No, I, I agree. To me, this is one of those in-between type games. Like, it's not a game I would ever buy on my own. Right. Uh, and, and if you were to ask me how I want to spend my gaming time, generally speaking, it's not going to be with a tactics game. It's just, it's just a little bit slow for my liking. But being that video games right now are a bit slow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We don't have these big AAA titles um, available to us right now, right? Like you said, we have Cyberpunk coming December 10th. Yep. So while we wait for something like that, this is a really good, almost just kind of time killer, but, um, but a bit deeper, you know? Like I just played, I replayed Spider-Man, the, the PlayStation game. And I love that game. And I was actually starting to, you know, I was playing that game for a while. Halo Tactics, I'm just Halo, excuse me. Um, Gears Tactics came out. And it was this perfect sort of um, hopscotch in between them, you know, or leap, leapfrogging. And uh, where, I, you know, if I wanted something that's real fun and fast and action-packed, I can go to uh, Spider-Man. And if I wanted something that was more strategic and slow, which totally is sometimes the way I just am in my, my headspace. This Gears Tactics was a great way to do that. And the more I get into it, the more I appreciate the gameplay. Because as you level up the characters, as you gain more abilities, um, you get more creative in the way that you can mm. beat something. You know, there's, there was this one level where I had to... Um, hold a supply point, basically, two, two supply points. And you, you might know which level I'm talking about. And not necessarily knowing how that worked the first time, also just strategically not really thinking very strongly about it. I totally failed the first time. The second time I went through, I beat it super, what felt like super easy, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's because I just did it smarter. And yeah. I, I, I kind of knew a little bit more about what was coming, yes, but really it was, it was more like, okay, let me get my head in the game. Let me think more tactically. And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, there is a lot of enjoyment to be had, and I don't feel super punished for, um, you know, my first or maybe even second failure. And I like how the game on occasion will time out, or like if you have a super leveled up character, it's like, no, that guy's banned for this mission, or he's traveling for this mission. So it forces you to really kind of do a lot of shuffling with both, you know, the main characters and, you know, your secondary, just like basically NPCs yeah. type characters, you know, the yeah. nondescript soldiers that you pick up or recruit. And the first time I did that, I like, was like, oh crap, because I've been building up the same characters. Right. And yeah, so I found out, I found out the same way. Yeah, I had to use like some low characters. I was like, oh man, these people are like level two still. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Skill tree is nice. Um, I think it's generous enough with the advancement of the skills. Uh, also, if you like realize that, oh man, I've chosen, I've leveled up the wrong things on this person. It's just about right with its uh, allotment of its reset tokens. So you can pursue a different branch of your skill tree. You know, it, it's a very well thought out game. I, I do have one complaint about it, and it's not really about um, anything other than why, why I believe this game was originally put out on PC, because it would be so much easier to actually on the map navigate with a mouse 
yeah. rather sometimes they didn't, this game you could tell was not meant to be uh first supported by a controller on a console uh they had to take their time to you know try to smooth that out and still it's a little rough at times and somewhat hard to see sometimes over the 3d renderings of the top-down map little navigational issues aside you know this is just a nice little in between um i feel comfortable like just like giving this a nice little rating even though the story's not yet wrapped up but this is like a solid eight for me you know not like a knock your socks off um which is fine because i typically wear sandals and i refuse to wear sandals with socks that is like such a pet peeve and i see more and more of it this time of year so gears of war is not a sock and sandal combo well yeah. What, about, what about like Crocs and sandals? That no, like, that's even worse. Okay. That is even worse. I want to make sure. Yeah, I think for me, and this is less about the game itself and more about my preference in the style of game, I would give this like a seven. And that's sure. solely because um, there's times where I really just kind of wish it wasn't as slow as it is. But um, I'm also the type of person who when I'm really thinking about it, I take a long time on my own turn. So it's sort of my fault too, right? I could just quickly kind of rush through my, my turn and, and screw things up but and make it faster if that's what I wanted, but I, I choose not to. So um, really, I think in the actual execution, I agree, it's about an eight. In my preference of the game, I say it's about a seven. Um, cool. I do like the characters. You know, I think they're, they're worth mentioning, mainly Gabriel Diaz and uh, Sid Redburn, which is the coolest name yeah of course and it's these guys follow the typical gears look you know they're just like these big huge bicep brothers but like they've got character like you, you remember like you know people i remember people thought like gears of war was just like for bros you know i'm like no these are completely complex characters with sensitivities they just happen to be you know badasses and all look like you know football players in their prime and that's totally fine uh, do you recognize uh, Gabe Diaz? Do you know who he is? Because this is a prequel. So do you know who he is? Um, no. Is he he's, like uh, he's Kate's dad. Remember, Kate never knew her dad. Oh, really? Kate from 4 and 5, who's now, like, becoming the star of the franchise going forward, especially after 5. That's Yeah, that's her dad. Hmm. Kind of cool, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's just it's a it's a fun little tie-in to the greater franchise or what do people say the um, the lore of Gears? Yeah, which I you know I, I I'm glad that you, this is one of those things that if people didn't like the tactic style they didn't have to play this to keep up with the full you right. know uh, canon storyline. Um, so I think I think they I think they pretty much did exactly what they were set out to do. I think this yeah. is a good game, especially if you like the tactic style, then you're going to love this game. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, right off the top, I'm an unapologetic Gears fan. But genuinely, since the franchise came out, what, like 2005, 2007 on the original uh, 360, they haven't made a bad game as a franchise. And granted, they've been passed off, you know, from different – it used to be Epic Games for the first, like, three and then since then, it's been property of, you know, the Coalition, which is, you know, subsidiary of Microsoft. They haven't made a bad game. Now, you can say some are better than those, absolutely, but I just can't think of a, a bad Gears game yet, so thumbs up. There was that, uh, there was one that was... You're going to say Judgment. Everyone hates Judgment. I 
I, I stand by judgment. I like it, especially yeah. for the multiplayer. But teach their own. Teach their own. Yeah. Well, you know, as we were talking about, the Gears Tactics is just free to us. Well, not free. we got to pay for a subscription to Game Pass. But, I mean, that is one heck of a game to come it's out. some of the $15, best $15 I'm spending. You're talking about Games Pass, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, that kind of leads me into my next topic that I want to talk about, which is that EA Play, which was yeah. a streaming service with all these EA games, is now combined with Microsoft's Game Pass. And so we are they getting merged. a whole bunch of EA games or EA Play games that we yep. can now download. And I, you know, I kind of went, went through it and I have a, a, a bit of a list. And I just want to point out some of these games here because they're some real top games. So EA Sports games, which are oh, not, all the they're not our type of game, but no. crap, there's like, is like FIFA and Madden. Like those are the kinds of games that are some of the <laughs> biggest selling games every year. Yeah. And the NBA 2K series is huge, as of, for instance. Like, right. there's just, yeah, that's, that's a big get. Well, wait, two, not NBA 2K. That's 2K. No, I'm sorry, NBA Live. 2K yeah, is the, 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 probably the more profitable and desirable franchise. But still, it's like it's uh -huh. EA's version of a licensed NBA game. And, yeah, that has a following, undoubtedly. Yeah. They have – and there's, like, a UFC. There's NHL. So there's a lot of sports games. Star yeah. Wars Jedi Fall in Order. That was a full purchase for me this time a year ago. It was one of my favorite games last year. Yeah, it's an incredible game. And if, if you haven't played that and you have Game Pass, like, just stop what you're doing. Play that before Cyberpunk comes out. Uh, the, the Destiny series, the Titanfall yeah. series. Well, no, <laughs> Destiny's not, not, not our thing, but holy crap, is it big. I mean, it is. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's huge. Um, Titanfall 1 and 2, both incredible. Both fun. Both fun. Um, so there's a game called Tetris Effect. Have you have you heard that? I, you told me about it. I hadn't actually heard about it prior to you telling me about it, but uh, you kind of give it the seal of approval. Well, it's really interesting. Like Tetris is just not one of those games that I. We all know it. We've all played it. But it, you know, it takes. Who who can really say that they're like super into Tetris, right? Like you have to be a certain. Probably type some of Russian guy. Yeah, some Russian guy. Yeah. So, but Tetris Effect, and I heard about this. Beforehand. They, they make it more that you are playing Tetris as an experience, which is, is hard to explain how, but they use beautiful graphics, really cool music, and the, the way you play the game changes the music as you go. And it really is, it's not like something that I'm going to put a whole bunch of time in, but when I am playing it, I'm just like, this is so cool. I'm playing basic ass Tetris. This is a Game Boy game. And I am like totally digging the entire experience. So uh, I, I think that's a, a neat one to download and at least try. So it has a pretty big effect on you? It does, yeah. A pretty big Tetris effect? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the Mass Effect series is all up in the place too. So you can like yeah. play one if you're feeling really nostalgic you can play two if you want to be reminded of why that's the best in the franchise you can play three if you can start to want to see where they went wrong and then you can not play four like everyone else or andromeda i tried andromeda it was not good no it really wasn't uh, let's get to some more of these but what is actually if i may, just made just on the ea front let alone the whole catalog that games pass now has uh including some now bethesda games since they've you know uh, acquired them 
it's just cool because there, I mean, no gamer, even like professional reviewers don't get to play every single game that comes out. You know, nobody does. And if you do fucking get a life lovingly, respectfully, but what the hell, um, this just gives you a chance to be like, Oh, you know what? I never played that. And then you don't have to like go buy the game. You don't have to go, you know, to your local Babbage's or what were they called nowadays? Game stops. And, you know, like buy the game used, you can just literally take an hour to download it and it's there. I love it. Yeah. What are some others, what are some others though? So we both started playing Anthem a little bit. J- granted, like one. Just very, very early. Listen together. Yeah. I mean, we did the opening thing, uh, opening mission and then one mission together. Um, it's not bad so far, um, but I'm not expecting much. So maybe that, you know, it's a. It's- I, am, I have very tempered expectations based yeah. on how hopeful people were for it as like a as a community and also the residual feedback you got too so we'll see see. a a whole bunch of battlefield games yeah some of like the the previous generations too i remember remember company is one of like the best games i can think of in that franchise play that game if you haven't that was such a good story and good characters it really was ernie hudson was one of the voices too representing yeah he was a ghostbuster so the whole Dead Space series, Dragon Age. Uh, love Dragon Age, is love Dead Space. And then, you know, that Star Wars Battlefront is one of those games that has a real bad rap, but it's, it's kind of fun to pick up once in a while. Like, I, I don't do very well because people, obviously, it's a multiplayer game where you're playing against other players. So obviously, they're going to kind of kick my ass every time because they're more seasoned than I am. But it does feel good to just hop on a Star Wars Battlefront game. I mean, yeah, it's a jump in, jump out kind of game. You know, it won't take up too much of your time or as much as you're just willing to put away. And I will say, I I can't really say this from personal experience with the first one and who's even playing the first one really nowadays. But number two, they went back and tried to fix some things, you know, reacting to feedback and some of the mistakes from number one. So at least they tried to address it microtransactions being what they are but at least they tried to at least make it a more enjoyable experience so Mm -hmm. respect where it's due between all these new and really i mean maybe i was just asleep at the wheel but i feel like i just logged on one day and i was like whoa where are what are all these games i didn't even read or listen to a podcast that this was happening i somehow that just slipped me so Mm -hmm. literally one day i just logged on and because I, I want to go get Gears Tactics, and I was like, should I fall in orders on here? And then every one of their games has like a nice little branded logo in the bottom corner. So you know that it's part of now this new partnership, acquisition, merge, whatever. I don't know what the right term is. But between that and their already growing licensing of their own stuff and third party stuff, Games Pass, we've said this before, even more so now, it's the best value, especially if they keep the price the same. Mm-hmm. when some of these new generation consoles which we'll talk about in a minute um start releasing their own their own games if it stays at 15 bucks i mean yeah you know if i'll want to buy games anymore like this just might be how i game well you know there are there are going to be games like you know cyberpunk those level of games that are not going to come out on a free platform like True. this True. Um, and and we don't know for sure if the Bethesda games will come out for free. You know, I don't think with with Elder Scrolls and um, 
and what is it, Starfield and, and, and those ones that they're making right now, I can't see them putting so much time and money into it and then just putting it out on Games Pass. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong because it'd be so cool just to have it day one, not have to buy it. Yeah. There's still, I, there's still a reason to purchase some games, but otherwise this is by far the best deal in gaming for sure. Hands down. Yeah. Good visual of putting your hands down. Uh, Should I forget? We're not a visual podcast. You know, one of the worst things in gaming right now, uh, everything that's going on with this new console war. Exactly. So you know who was who the victims? The play, well, the players, the people who literally Hey, get this new console. You really won't have shit to play except for like the 18th in the line of another Assassin's Creed game or probably the lamest looking Call of Duty to date or which, at least are, which are all on current consoles too. So, but there's, where's the exclusivity? So I, you're telling me I can play Dragon Souls or excuse me, uh, Demon Souls remastered or a just kind of reskinned Spider-Man game? No, give me freaking Horizon. Give me something. I, I like, and that's on the PlayStation front and on the Xbox front. I understand that the intention was to launch with Halo, your signature console exclusive, and shit happens. But then it's like, cool. So I bought this console to do what? Play Blu-ray right now? Here's the thing that we ha- we're in a pandemic. We have to give some leeway because a it who knows what their their situation is like uh, throughout their entire production. That's entirely or, fair. You know what I mean? Like whether it's coding or story development or or art design, whatever that may be, all that had to have been slowed down significantly from literally not being able to work in the same building, right? And I'm gonna grant, I'm gonna grant you that. May I just add or ask one thing real quick? Yeah. As far as I mean, yes, and things are happening on a conceptual level, hundred percent. Everyone's being affected. But on a production level, being that these consoles are so freaking hard to find right now, and even people who got pre-orders are still far out delayed. Even I've heard in some cases whether people are exaggerating or not, who knows? Till 2021, which you know, is a month and change away. But but like realistically, we we have to recognize that they can't have a bunch of people on an assembly line super close anymore, right? Yeah. So so production of these consoles is significantly hindered. Which makes it, I, to, it to the point where I don't, I'm not, how do I say this? I'm not necessarily irritated at the manufacturers, both Sony and Microsoft, both of which I want to buy a new $500 console. Literally, I'm like, here's my money. And they're like, nah, you keep it. But I, I think the thing that irritates me the most is the way that the retailers are selling them. Because... There's no stock in stores, which I understand they're saying, let's sell everything online, not on, not in stores. Cause we can't have lines and stuff in stores during a pandemic. Sure. I get that, but don't be pushing these out when you have like a hundred consoles and you've got like, you know, 300,000 people refreshing at the same time trying to get it. Um, Walmart is doing this where they're, they're, Every once in a while, they'll shoot out something and they're like, oh, it's three o'clock today. We're going to be releasing new consoles. They don't say how many. Every single time that has happened, 
the whole website like shuts down. Everything takes forever. You do get something finally in your cart and then it won't let you check out and tells you there's an error. And then by the time it all works, it's like, oh, there's no stock left. And it's like, if putting it in my oh, cart is... and preserving it, don't let me put it in my cart. Like, yeah, just cut me off right there. Um, I think then, we have better chances of like winning it from like Taco Bell value yeah, meals. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And because the pre-orders were shit too. We tried, we tried the, the morning of an Xbox and PlayStation to get their pre-orders and could not get them because they just didn't have enough. And it was the same thing. And then on top of that, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot here, but on top of, on top of that, the, the, this, there's certain stores like, um, or I should say certain websites, GameStop is doing this thing where they're saying, yeah, we have some, but you have to spend, you know, $900 in a bundle to get it. So for example, um, they're doing a bundle for the Xbox. They're doing several bundles, um, but it's like saying, oh, you, we'll give you an extra controller, a headset, a year of like game, the Games Pass Ultimate and, um, and then Gears Tactics. And then some of them have maybe one other game. But here's the thing, I'm like, wait, so you're gonna make me pay 60 bucks for Gears Tactics, but you're also gonna make me pay for the service that gets me Gears Tactics for free? Little you backwards. You see what I'm saying? Like, so there's these like things like that that I'm just like by principle, I'm like, no, I'm not, that's not fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know, so, so the whole bundle situation bugs me too. It's, um, I don't blame either company, Sony or Microsoft, for doing things, for announcing and sticking with the release schedule. I don't know who announced that they were going to do it first, but, you know, now it's, uh, it's a mirror image approach. I feel like since, like, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, it's like, somebody i don't know who announces you know at a convention or you know something like that coming this fall and then you're not going to be too surprised therefore long too long after the other place is like oh well also coming this fall i don't blame them for sticking to a schedule but it is it almost seems like to me it's a disservice to launch still on schedule being that there is so many setbacks and it's a hollow ass launch. This is like firing a big, juicy, beefy, veiny rocket and there's no explosion behind it, you know? Yeah. It's, so, don't, don't give me that. It's a dud. It, I, w I would rather them just both come out and say, or one come out and say, and the other would probably assumedly follow suit. Hey, we're just going to try this again early next year, but they have to drive fourth quarter revenue going into Black Friday, which isn't really even a thing this year. It's like now everyone's doing Black Friday all month long. It's kind of nice because every time I log on, I'm not hearing, oh, Black Friday, Walmart, Kohl's, right. Lowe's, you know, all this shit. But I still get it. This is the time of year to celebrate commercialism at its finest because Santa wants people to have Xboxes and PlayStation 5s, but not like this. Right. That's all. Yeah. That's no. I, I'm just waiting until next year. That's, I, that's what I'm going to do. I, I keep trying. I, I really, the thing is, is like Spider-Man, I, I want to get Spider-Man, but I, I'm not sure. Miles. Yeah. I'm not sure if I should buy it on PS4 or wait and 
buy it on PS5. I did look it up. Here's what's cool. If you buy it on PS4, and this is with a lot of the games, I think, that are coming out during this transition, if you buy it on one, it, 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 it'll allow a free download on the other console. So if I, okay. were, if I were to buy the Miles Morales game, uh, I can start playing it on PS4, and then if I were to get a PS5 somewhere along the way, it'll allow me to download it for free and I can pick up my game right where I left off. I do appreciate that. But I also wonder if, um, it, what happens if I like finish the game all the way through and I'm, I'm like, do I, do I replay it again? I don't know. I mean, which I probably would anyway, but um, I don't know. And then of course you see all these pictures online. Um, in fact, I literally just saw this on Reddit. Uh, oh yeah, I was looking at that same one earlier today. Stacks of PS5, and like it's just like if you're the type of person who takes consoles away from people who should rightly get them, just so you can go on uh, Amazon or eBay and sell them for like two or three times the price, fuck you. You're a bad person. Yeah, you're just a bad human being. That's the same type of piece of shit when this whole pandemic started that went mass bought you know, emergency supplies, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, and then tried to sell them out of their garage for like a markup price. Yep. That's just an opportunistic piece of shit. And I hope that your PlayStations fall on you and bury you to the point where you starve to death. <laughs> die underneath all your PlayStation 5s. You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> so that's all I got. Okay. Well, now we, I think, should end it right there on that uplifting note it's just, it's just it's such a cool thing that we're entering the next console and it's just such a disappointing thing that this is how it's actually manifesting that's all it is but we're in a different world right where we are in a pandemic um i also can probably safely say i have never wanted to purchase a console at launch until now and unfortunately yeah. i want to buy both at launch <laughs> um which is just making it more irritating for me. Um, what he's trying to tell everyone is that he's rich. No, what I'm trying to tell everyone is that I'm- You're making bad financial decisions. Making so. bad financial decisions, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on your promotion that you didn't get a raise for, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, cool. Okay, let's move on. Where are we moving to? To movies. Yeah, there's movies. Moving on to movies. just a little bit of movie news that, to get into and I kind of I'll, I'll admit like I when we were gonna start recording today I was like yeah positivity and optimism and very slowly I feel a darkness rising up inside of me and it's not gonna get any better when I talk about the new Jurassic World um, I actually recently though it was on cable so I had commercial breaks rewatched um, Fallen Kingdom the latest Jurassic one right yeah and I remember when we, like two years ago, went and saw it, we talked about it and we had very, I wouldn't even say hugely differing opinions. I would, I just hated it. And I know that you're a Jurassic Park slash world fan. Yeah. I, I, could, I could give a shit less. And I actually, I'm looking forward to seeing it so I can confirm that it's going to be as bad as I think it will be based on where the last two movies have brought us to. You're so like, I will, say, I will download this or rent it or even go to a COVID-filled theater just to I, will. I was right about how shitty it's going to be. 
Well, I don't know if you'll remember this, but, um, oh, so anyways, the reason we're bringing this up is I, uh, I think we both read that a week or two ago, someone on Twitter tied to the movie announced that from start to finish with delays in between, it was an 18th month production, but it wrapped. So maybe 2021, I don't know. We'll see. Um, They'd be smart to wait until probably fall 2021 and hope that the pandemic is. But this is a summer blockbuster movie though. So what I think they should do is um, my opinion aside is you think Jurassic Park world, it's always summer, always should be. Anyways. That's my point though, is that like, well, let's put it this way. They should probably go for a, a summer release and then nobody will be surprised if they postpone it. I, I can't wait to see if they're going to do what I think they're going to do. Because remember the, the last movie, which was so, so good, meant with the velociraptor who could smell gas and knew to run away from an explosion. Um, or the little girl who was a, a clone. Because yeah. we're and who with other dinosaurs. That's why she let him out to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they just stood by like, no, she needs to make this choice. Let's let eight-year-olds determine the fate of mankind. <laughs> I, I know. I know they're going to do dinosaur-human hybrids in this movie. Although maybe this is supposed to be a prequel. I don't know. But I really, I I can't wait. I mean, like the Fast and the Furious franchise has gotten so far out of control, but it's like glorious chaos and people still love it. Let's just go full bonkers with Jurassic titles. I want dinosaur-human hybrids and they can snorkel in lava. let Let me put my two cents in. One, I don't think this will be a good movie. Two, I don't think the last one was a good movie. Three, I still enjoyed watching the last one and will probably still enjoy watching this one. It is- You can, I I appreciate you saying that like, I can admit it's not good, but I still enjoy it because good is a subjective thing. Did you enjoy it? Then it's good to you in some fashion. Cool. And here's the thing, you know, the Fast and the Furious movies or Hobbs and Shaw, are any of them that good? Nah, there's a couple of ones that were like- what? I jumped off a long time ago, but I know they're still wildly successful. Well, and the, the thing is, is there are a couple that are like, wow, that is a surprisingly better than I thought movie. But sure. most of them are exactly what you'd expect. Stupid as hell, cheesy, and but fun, right? And um, I like but fun. That's what makes people go watch them. And, and that's sort of the Jurassic World situation for me. I'm, I'll watch it. Totally, I'll watch it. And I'll probably enjoy it. And I'll probably also have a conversation with you about how stupid it was. Like, I'll try not to come at you this time so fiercely. Yeah. I, I do remember, like, that was one of our more, like, heated debates, you know. I but just, I, I, I really, I regret my choice of racial slurs weren't directed <laughs> at you, but I was just so frustrated with different races at the time, too. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and uh, I also want to say that they, I think in Jurassic Park three were discussing doing human and dinosaur hybrids. Like that oh, was as they, as they teased in his Alan's dream sequence. No, no, it was just oh, well, that was still stupid though. That was stupid. But no no no. I'm talking about like they three. have already talked about doing human dinosaur hybrids, but I think it was quickly passed off and is now seen on the internet as being like wouldn't have that been one of the most shittiest things they could have possibly done. So I can only hope. I I really don't think they're gonna go that route. Sure. Okay. Let's go to a different movie. Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, how about it? That was on HBO 
max go now? I what think uh, what now. Warner Brothers just is like, screw it. Let's just cash in what we can because we're not doing this in theaters anytime soon. And the more you delay things, the more you run the risk of people losing interest or forgetting. So I'm okay with it. Well, we just need to find someone who has HBO Max. Well, I was going to say, what is, what is the, the difference between HBO Max and Go? I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't know. I think it'll irritate me if I got to like up a subscription or something or like pay for a higher end subscription. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, all that to say, if there was ever already pre-existing motivation to want to maybe do HBO Max or I think it's another 15 bucks or, you know, rekindle that friendship with that person who, has, you know, has the account. Um, this might be the time. Yeah. 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 And uh, last piece of movie news, Black Panther 2, we just got word, just started, or, I'm sorry, it will start filming in July. The, I, I was looking up some info about this and I could not figure out what the plan is though. Like, I mean, right, like Chadwick Boseman is unfortunately has passed and how do they plan to move forward with the story? I know they will, but like, are they gonna get somebody else and then do a deep fake, right? Or where they put his face over it? Are they gonna get a different actor altogether? Or are they going to like start Black Panther 2 with like the death of, of T'Challa and then maybe like his sister picks up the mantle or something like that? Like, you know what I mean? I just have no idea what number two is going to look like and I can't find anything online about it. Is it the same director as the first? Uh, you know what? I don't know. That's a good question, I think, to ask because I think there for continuity, you know, would be especially important given that your lead actor and title character is, you know, not eligible. Um, I wonder if they'll do like a, a situation where it'd be like a, a Princess Leia kind of, you know, for better for us, I don't really like this term now, but death puppet, you know. So Ryan Coogler is the director and he was the director of the first one too, so. Okay, well, that's at least good for, you know, a steady vision to see right. how they, you know, I mean, it, it does seem obvious that like, you know, Shuri will be thrust into the the title of Black Panther, um, but how they hand it off, how they pass the baton is going to be interesting. Do they just have, you know, T'Challa pass away on screen while in the suit? So they never actually have to show his face and he can just be right. a CGI under. Uh, it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, I remember feeling this way, like when you're like, oh, how are they going to uh, finish um, the scenes of um, The Last Jedi and even more so in um, Rise of Skywalker with Princess Leia and, you know, Carrie Fisher. Granted, mm -hmm. I ended up hating Rise of Skywalker, so that was the least of my concerns after seeing it. But little things like that are like real world curiosities on a cinematic plane. So it's going to be kind of interesting. All right. I think that's it. I think you're I, right. I think I have a shadow of the synopsis for you as we wind down. For uh, me? Yeah. So for those who are listening to for the first time, we always like to end it with a shadow of the synopsis. I'm going to read Brandon a synopsis of some sort, and he has to figure out what movie, video game, TV show, whatever 
comic book that I'm talking about. You ready, Brandon? Oh, yeah, I really am. All right, here we go. This story focuses on a family from another planet. The husband, along with his co-pilot, have been out fighting in a war and are trying to get home to his family for Life Day, their species' most important holiday. Unfortunately, he is spotted by some enemy ships and has to flee. During this time, his wife, his father, and son are home preparing for his return. Finally, the husband makes it home only to find an increased presence of enemy forces in the area, so they are forced to lay low. A small troop of enemy soldiers force their way into his house looking for the husband. While they search, the son, that clever little rascal, uses a translation device to send a false signal telling the enemy soldiers to return to the base. They leave, but one soldier decides to stay behind. Not long after, he realizes they were tricked and goes after the boy. Fortunately, the husband and his co-pilot sneak into the house and kill the soldier. Now, finally together, the family prepares to go to the Life Day Festival at the Great Tree of Life. That was a very generous description. I feel like there's a lot in there, which sucks, <laughs> being that <laughs> I feel very clueless. I mean, I feel like you gave me a, a lot of leash there. Do you want to take a guess? or? Well, of course I'm going to take a guess. What I am, bitch? Nah. Um, nah. Nah. <sighs> Shit. Uh, to me, it sounds like a video game. I, I, I fully admit that I don't know. Um, let me just ask, is it part of a franchise? How about that? That's my hint. Yes. I'm going to say Fallout 4. I know it's not right, but... No. No. What is it? It is the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978. What? Yeah. You've been using my Disney Plus? I think it might be on there, but you can also just... Look I think it. it is. It is horrible. It is absolutely the worst piece of trash that has ever... And you, know, and you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, probably more than the average person. It's worse than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, then why the hell would I watch that? <laughs> yeah. Misa, Misa didn't get this week's Shadow of Synopsis. <laughs> yeah, so the... The holiday special, it does... 1978, years. so they attached it right after episode four came out, right after Star Wars was a thing, because that was 77. Yeah. And so the, the, basically it's Chewie and, and Han trying to get back to Chewie's home planet to see his wife. Is this actually Harrison Ford, or is it some like, knockoff Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is actually in it, yeah. No wonder he's hella bitter about Han Solo. And so <laughs> is Leia and Luke, but like only real quick cameos. Most okay, so it's really bad. Like this story will happen, and all of a sudden, the kid or somebody will look at a TV, and then it just zooms in on the TV and shows like some dance special or musical guest. It's supposed to be like sort of this weird variety show. It's trash. Oh, I vaguely, yeah, 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 I vaguely remember this because it was so atrocious, and you can tell it's just like a cheap exploitive tie-in of this awesome hot new property. So they just literally like oh let's squeeze milk out of this guy's elbow like yeah. it was stupid and out of all the places to get milked my elbow is probably the least desirable place for me true everyone should get a prostate exam though you know i got one recently um you know what not by a doctor but 
in preparation of when I actually get to see a doctor for one. Right, you're practicing. Yeah, and so this is basically that practice prostate exam. It's prostate practice. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's an exam I'm going to pass. What if I told you the movie Snatch, which I believe that you are cool with and know and respect? Great movie. Love that. What if I told you that movie is effing 20 years old? I believe it. We were in high school when this movie was a thing. The hell have we done with our life since? Start a shitty podcast? We're, no, we started an awesome podcast. Making movies that are as good as Snatch, dude. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So great characters from that uh, movie. A lot of quotables. So in honor of 20 years of Snatch, which is about when I started interacting with Snatch myself about 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Brad Pitt's uh, Mickey uh, talking a little bit about Dex. dogs. Dex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you like dogs? Thanks. What? Yeah, dogs. Dogs? Do you like dogs? Oh, dogs. Sure. I like dogs. I like caravans more. Well, we want to thank all of the listeners for joining us for this uh, 90, uh, 90-second? Probably, yeah, yeah, it was a little seconds. longer than 90 seconds, but we did what we could. Right, it was longer than 90 seconds. Let us know what you think about our podcast by uh, shooting us an email, Brandon. Yeah, it's randomfandomcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter, so check out our Twitter. Don't post much, but when we do, oh boy. I'll say. Brandon? That's our, yeah, at randomfandomwbb. If you like what you're hearing, please just take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes or whatever uh, platform you're interacting with us on. We would appreciate your feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Thanks, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky. Spent all night, where is this crazy man? Do you see Gary Busey? I'm sure he is high, crazy man. Do you see Gary Busey? A car, a car, running a red light. With no doubt he is high as a kite. With no doubt he is high as a kite. Is the crazy man in a state of joy? Do you see Gary Busey?